Today we'll be discussing capital allowances um, with um, Usman Nazir, how you can earn tax-free income. So it's very exciting. Hi everyone, I'm George Choi and welcome to the Sarah and George Choi Property Podcast, the show that helps you to become financially free so you can spend time traveling with your family and pursuing your passions. So um, Usman Nazir, he's a capital allowances uh, specialist. He's also an expert guest speaker on the modules covering capital allowances in our um, Passive Property Masterclass. Um, so welcome Usman. Hi, George. Thanks for having me. Um, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Doesn't seem like long since we last spoke. <laughs> no, um, so, you know, for people that have no idea what capital allowances are, so they've heard of them, they're a little bit unclear. What exactly are they? So capital allowances are a form of commercial property tax break. Um, they've been around since the 18th century, enshrined in UK legislation. One of our biggest issues with capital allowances is awareness. People just don't know about this effective and very valuable commercial property tax break. And anyone who owns a commercial property qualifies to claim this commercial property tax break. Um, ultimately, all of the plant machinery that's embedded within a commercial property, that can be everything from all the fixtures and fittings and integral features such as the incoming mains, water, data, gas, electricity, all the ironmongery, all the heating, all the ventilation, the wiring, the switchgear, mm -hmm. uh, kitchenware, centralware, everything embedded within every typical commercial property is all tax deductible. Uh, we go in, we identify all of that plant machinery and we produce a HMRC compliant report for the value of that property uh, the plant machinery within that property and then we provide that to you so if you bought a property for a million pounds we'll probably find you a couple of hundred thousand pounds worth of allowances embedded within that property and what does that mean for you that's a couple of hundred thousand pounds worth of income and profits that you can earn tax-free so all we're doing is recouping what you spent in capital expenditure on a commercial property and allowing you to retain it and claim it back as tax relief on your business um, literally yep. you're entitled to claim it and you'd be insane not to claim it if, if, uh, if you've got a tax bill that needs mitigating um, the whole purpose of commercial property, um, capital allowances in uh, commercial property is to allow you to retain more of your income and make the business more viable. Um, if they didn't have these kind of tax breaks and tools for you, then obviously it'd be very difficult to operate in the UK. And this is just one of the many uh, commercial benefits uh, there are to, to owning a commercial property. Um, yeah. And people really need to be aware of this when, when they're investing in commercial property so that they can make full use of it and be compliant because it is going to become a mandatory requirement in the coming in the years to come. Yeah. So what kind of this is another question people have, you know, what kind of tax can I put it against? What kind of relief can I put it against? The capital allowances is purely about income tax. Um, it's, it's used purely to mitigate income tax liabilities. So whether that be personal income tax or corporation tax, whatever it might be, um, however you hold the property, so you can hold it in your personal name, um, in a LLP, in a partnership, in a limited company, however it may be, if it's income tax, it's all, um, you know, you can use capital allowances to offset that tax liability. Um, it doesn't matter if it's rental income or trading income. So you can own an office and just rent it out to tenants and that rental income qualified to utilize the allowances against, or you could occupy the office yourself and utilize the allowances against your trading income. It's absolutely yep. fine. It's all on the same premise, but it is just income tax. No CGT liabilities or any other VAT or anything else we can mitigate. It's purely about income tax and the earnings yep. that you're making. So let's say, um, let's say I'm in a, you know, in a job, I've got a PAYE job, I work for another company and I'm on a reasonably good, you know, high, high earning salary. And then I just go and buy a, a you know, a commercial property. Um, so you're, you're, can you talk about sideways relief as well? Okay, so let's say for example, you've bought an office for a million pounds and you bought it in your personal name. And we come in and we identify close to about three to four hundred thousand pounds worth of allowances. And then you've got that pool of allowances to utilize, utilize against your, your income tax liability for the rental income or the trading income that you get from that from that that commercial property. But as you mentioned, you also have a side job whereby your contract, you're a contractor of some sorts and you have a PAYE liability also that um, you know has a tax liability that needs to be that, that you 
potentially want to use the allowances against because it's all the same form of income. You're paying the same income tax rate on that. There is the possibility to sideways relieve any allowances that haven't been utilized that year based on. So there are amounts that you can claim year on year based on capital allowances, the rules and restrictions. But without going into too much detail, let's say for argument's sake, you've got £100,000 worth of allowances to use in this tax year. You've mm -hmm. utilized maybe 30000 of those allowances against your rental income from the commercial property for, for, for example yeah. and then you've still got a remaining seventy thousand pounds worth of allowances that will just get ordinarily carried forward to the next tax year you can extract fifty thousand pounds worth of allowances from that and sideways relief against your pay income so i mean if you have maybe another thirty thousand pounds worth of pay income you can take thirty thousand and mitigate against that and the remaining forty thousand will just get carried forward to the next year so there is the option to sideways relief um if it's an llp or a personal ownership that's generally the only, the only scenarios where you can sideways relief, but there is that option. Not necessarily available for everyone, depends on your setup and what you have, but your accountant will be able to clarify that. But just another added benefit of uh, claiming capital allowances, you can potentially offset any unused allowances against other forms of relevant qualifying income. Yep, so if, I, so if I've been in my POY job um, and um, you know, let's say I earned 100,000 or something like that, and I've already paid tax on that every month, um, what, would, what would then happen then, so when I make my claim, on the commercial property that I've just bought, do I just get a tax refund for all that tax that I've paid? So we can amend two tax tax years. So it's the last open and amendable year that you would have paid and the current one that we can mitigate. So we can potentially go back a year and amend the last one. However, uh, it depends again on timing. So if you just bought the property and you're going to start payment finances going forward, it will just be mitigation going forward. However, if you've owned that property for a significant period of time and we've been asked to come in and claim the allowances, then we can go back and amend previous tax returns because you will have paid numerous you know, years worth of tax returns over the last couple of years. So we can go back and mitigate those. However, if you just bought it, then you've not paid any tax until you know the next one will be the first one that you pay. So it's just mitigation going forward. So the timing issue and the kind of restrictions, there are there case by case basis. Everyone, each one needs to be assessed on its own merits. So there's no one specific generic scenario that fits all. Um, but yeah, there, that is certainly an option and it is possible if you've owned the property historically. Yeah. Um, now, another question that I'm sure people have is, so I can just earn tax free, so I could pay like no tax. So if I, you know, if I um, had significant enough capital allowances, I could pay no tax for years. Is it legal? Absolutely. I mean, this, this is, uh, so we do sometimes get accountants that say, oh, this seems like a scheme and, and, and all the rest of it. However, it's just because they don't understand the implications and the way in which we claim these, this relief. So ultimately, so I'm dual qualified as a tax accountant and as a surveyor. So I can go out and survey the property, value the items of plant machinery, and then go away and obviously produce a HMRC compliant tax report attributing uh, the replacement value of those, uh, those items in this report. Now, that's the difference between us and the accountants, whereas the accountant can possibly... Do a claim based on any refurbishment cost that you have where the items are all itemized and scheduled out. And that's easy enough. But when it comes to, you know, a property for a million pounds and identifying all the plant machinery there where everything needs to be attribute, attributed a value, that's where we really earn our money and we, we, we go out and we actually value those items and we can do that. Because they don't understand how to do that, they'll say, okay, this seems like a scheme or something a bit dodgy, but it isn't. I mean, you only need to type in capital allowances on the HMRC website and you'll come up with a whole host of um, legislation on capital allowances and how it works. So we explain the ins and outs of how we do what we do, but it will give you enough information to know that there's nothing about this as, that is even remotely dodgy at all. I mean, this is a massively viable commercial property tax break that is not being utilised in anywhere near, um, you know, the, the, the um, how valuable is this? It's not being utilised at all by, um, I would say, I think there, there's always statistics that come out and um, you can take the statistics with a pinch of salt, but I mean, it's like in excess of 80% of UK property commercial property transactions haven't utilised capital answers. That's just 20% and that is it. So what what if um what if it's one of those accounts that doesn't really understand this and and what's going on 
um, how 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 would someone claim? Um, so we work with accountants. So we work with accountants all day long, um, and we and it's all just about adding value. So we would always speak to your accountant. So if you were to come to us and ask us to look into a claim for yourself, then we would also give your accountant a courtesy call because whilst we're going out, and we're identifying the allowances for you and producing a report. The accountants are the ones that will be your registered tax agent and they'll be submitting the allowances on your behalf. So they would, we will need them on board. They will potentially require submission guidance, which we will be on hand to assist them with for the lifetime of the report. So if we were to find you a couple hundred thousand pounds worth of allowances, it's going to take you a few years to run that off, depending on how ambitious you are, obviously. And we need to be on hand year on year to deal with any discovery assessments or any issues or any queries that the accountant may have um, and, and assist them with that. So it's all about adding value and working with them. We're not here to step on anyone's toes. It's working with them and getting them on board. And what generally tends to happen, the way our business flows is it's just word of mouth. So we'll work with one account. We'll look, you know, we'll work with your accountant. We'll do your claim for them. They'll be impressed with them. So, right, you know what? I've got X amount of other clients actually benefit from this. I didn't know you could do this. So can you help those guys out? And that's it. And that's how our network grows. Um, so once we've done one claim with one account, that account is pretty much on board and just part of our downline. And um, that's that's how our business has ultimately grown. So yeah, it's, it's all about the accountants. They have all the information we require. Uh, they're on hand to deal with any kind of issues that we have and, and clarify any costs that, you know, that maybe the client can't attribute to anything. Um, so the accountants are, are key and they're the best people to speak to. And once we've got your accountant on board, then rest assured, obviously, everything everything's covered. yeah so there are obviously um you know there are different different rates depending on what you buy what mm-hmm. type of commercial property you buy can you just give us you know give us a, a feel for that so going back to the fact that commercial uh, capital allowances is all about the integral features of a property um looking at the spec of the property you will see which ones are high end and which ones are low end so on the lower end you'll have things like your retail units your warehouses which ultimately are just shells that house you know stock or or machinery or, or whatever it might be so there's not going to be a lot in them in a warehouse you'll have lighting you'll have um, electrics and minimal kind of um, kitchenware and sanctuary now compare that to a hotel which will be literally um, kit out to the, to the rafters in terms of every single room will have an ensuite bathroom. Um, there'll be banqueting facilities, there'll be conference facilities, there'll be a restaurant, there'll be an industrial kitchen. There's so many bits of plant machinery compared to that. So that's on the higher end. And then obviously you've got the warehouse and retail units on the lower end. But the ones that we tend to look at that are the big win in terms of capital allowances are things with specialist equipment like care homes, which you know every room will be fitted with specific niche um, equipment for the care of the of, of their residents you've got offices which is just you know all the kind of electrics and wiring and switch get embedded throughout the entire property uh, it, it's a massive amount of um, of, uh, of, of expenditure incurred on those properties compared to the other ones so yeah i mean in terms of actual figures i think a retail unit would be anywhere between eight to twelve percent a warehouse unit about 15 percent of the purchase price that you, that you would have paid for it because all the plant machinery embedded within that property you inherit when you purchase a property um, offices go from about 28 to about 45% and care homes and hotels and restaurants are generally 40% and above. Um, but then again, that's not to say that that's written in stone because you could get an office that's 45%, but then you can also get one that's <laughs> awful and just, you know, um, dilapidated and so on. And it can maybe just come out at 20%. So but I mean, even then at 20%, it's still significantly higher than the uh, the retail and the, and the warehouses because yeah. of the name of the property. And there are different rates um, dependent on whether it's a, a low-end office, a medium-spec office, or a high-end office. Um, it all varies in that respect. So, uh, again, no generic scenario, but typically those are the kind of values that we come across. I mean, even with kind of residential units, you get serviced accommodation whereby one will be about 22%, but then we found one at 53%. So it's just the differences between the high-end serviced accommodation units out there and the low-end ones, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just for people, if they were like, 
I'm trying to scribble down some of those numbers. What I'm going to do is um, I'm going to include downloads. You can download um, a list of anticipated capital allowances by commercial property type. So you can see that. And it gives some general information on, on how capital allowances work. And it also includes um, Usman's details. So um, there's a, there'll be a link to download that. Um, you, you mentioned um, capital allowances on serviced accommodation. Um, another question that comes up is, so if I'm a rent-to-rent serviced accommodation provider, does that mean I can claim capital allowances? So the allowances are claimed on capital expenditure that's been incurred. So we're just recouping um, what we can from any capital expenditure that's been incurred. Now, if you're on a rent-to-rent scenario, you don't own the property, you're just uh, renting the property. So there's no asset there that, that qualifies. So the landlord would be the one that would be entitled to make a claim in that respect. However, I mean, if you're doing rent to rent, it might be that you've taken a fairly dilapidated property and brought it up to speed and brought it up to use for service accommodation and you spent a fair bit of money getting it up to whatever spec it is in now to, to run. So it's not uncommon to get people who do rent to rent who would have spent upwards of about 30K refurbishing a property. Now, providing there aren't too many structural alterations and all of that is relevant expenditure in terms of the plant machinery that we've mentioned in this conversation, mm-hmm. we could claim that on your behalf because then you've incurred that capital expenditure. So whilst you don't own the property, you can certainly claim on the uh, capital you spent because it's still the same premise. The capital expenditure qualifies much as if you're renting an office, for example, if you spent £100,000 bringing it up to kind of um, a modern spec, you don't own the property, but you spend the relevant capital expenditure to bring that property up to be so the landlord no longer qualifies, you do. Yeah. So it's all about the capital expenditure that's been incurred. So there are scenarios where rent rent people, if they spend money, they can claim. But otherwise, if it's just a case of taking over a property, it's the landlord that qualifies. And that on its own isn't a bad thing because ultimately, by introducing us to the landlord, you're making them taking you on board as a rent to rent kind of business much more viable because we can offer them the capital allowances and any income they get from you running it as service accommodation will be tax free for them. So it's a much more viable option for them as opposed to running it as a long term let of sorts where they don't get this type of relief. So um, it does add value even in that scenario in terms of uh, the whole business proposal that whilst they'll come in and do this business for the landlord, they'll also provide them with that option whereby they can have it tax free for the foreseeable, depending on obviously what the numbers are and what they paid for the property. And wouldn't the um, the landlord have to have some kind of risk element to the business in order to claim that they were taking part in a service um, accommodation business? Providing we have some kind of a management agreement, just saying that the, the rent pet, so if it's, if it's me and you, for example, as long as there's a management agreement in place saying that you're working for me running this business on my behalf, that covers it because you have to have a qualifying trade and a qualifying activity and that management yep. agreement will cover both. Yeah, so it's not just a straight renting of my property property to you like a lease it's not just that it has to be specifically for the yeah, purpose of the business absolutely yeah yeah so it's important to do that because that, that um that could trip you up otherwise um so um can you give me an example to one one kind of case study you could go through on capital allowances um okay so we've um so so a typical one that we do is where someone buys um a shop with resi above um so it's a mixture of both so we've got the commercial on the ground floor and we've got residential property above now the only element that qualifies is the commercial element so whereas let's say for example you've bought this property for five hundred thousand, and it's like um, a basement with the retail and the basement is storage or whatever it might be for the retail and then we've got two to three floors above and that's all just resi on a long-term layer so we would go in we would do a site inspection we would identify all the relevant relevant qualifying plant machinery on the ground floor in the basement and we would just measure the entire property and it would be the allowance is prorated against the purchase price as well as the full-on space of the building and we would just discount the residential element and only claim the portion that qualifies which would be the shop shops and and then the area below which would be used as storage for the shop and those would be bits, the bits that qualify so even on a mixed use kind of property we can still claim allowances there is a communal element to the residential part that we can look at claiming but it has to be quite significant so it depends on what it is if it's just a stairwell um nothing major but i mean 
we can still look at claiming just a stairwell because it is communal to reach the rest of the floors in the upper residential areas. Um, so every case, again, case by case basis, been a scenario like that. Um, that's like kind of the, the typical kind of complicated one where it goes, you know, it's a mix of both and we have to extract what we can out of it. Um, but even then, I mean, on the retail, if we're going to find about 15%, there's still going to be tens of thousands of pounds worth of allowances and it's relevant expenditure for um, for whoever mm. occupies the shop. And it'll more than likely be rental income because the shop will be tenanted by, by someone running the shop. So, yeah. 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 OK, good. Excellent. Um, so just say for people out there, if you if you don't already do commercial property, then it's, it's you know, a good idea to get training. So the Passive Property Masterclass teaches you how how to do that. That's one element of it, commercial property investing, because it's very different residential buying residential property from buying commercial property and diff, totally different level of risk as well. So, um, you know, commercial property can be a lot riskier um, than residential property. Um, so thank you. Thanks, Osman, for coming along today. Um, it's been great having you, just giving the people this introduction um, to capital allowances. Um, Usman has helped me helped me claim £92,000 back um, in capital allowances last year. Um, uh, so that's 92000 of tax-free income that I can earn this year. So We're just getting started, eh, George? That's it, just getting started. <laughs> Thanks very much, Usman. Um, and uh, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Um, download Usman's link um, on um, anticipated capital allowances depending on property type, how much you could expect to get back. Um, if you found this useful, share it with your friends and we'll see you all next week. Thanks Excellent. very much. Thanks guys. Cheers, George. Bye-bye.